Hey there, Juan Morales here, and in today's episode of Smart Distinctions, we're going to go over a distinction that is extremely useful, especially for online entrepreneurs and people who are trying to build an online business, because we're going to talk a little bit about starting from square one or square eight. And the reason for this is that many times when people go into a market and they're studying a market to go into it, they will study the market itself, they will study the beliefs, they will study all the stuff that is related to the marketplace that is about the market itself, about the people inside the market. And you may even get a lot of those things right, and you may even dial in many things that have to do with your messaging, but you're still missing out on a key component, which is what I call square one versus square eight thinking. And I want you to think about this. If you join a market and that's been a lucrative market, that means there's already competition there. If you're not taking into account whatever your competition has already done, you are willingly choosing to spend more time, effort, and resources on developing something that your competition has already paved the way for you to get to the front of the line. You see, if you look at what your competition has done, they've probably tried certain things. Let's say that you're thinking about putting something out there for free to get new prospects to come in. Now, you could try to wing it or force it yourself, kind of like how you may have done it in the past. I know I've done it where I come in and I believe I already know the answer. So I'm not even going to look and I go into something and I think that, hey, I'll just put out a report. And then later on, let's say a couple of weeks later, when it's not being very successful, I look around in the marketplace and I look at the competitors and I realize that whereas I am offering a report, they're offering some sort of assessment, let's say, and they've been offering that assessment for a few months now. What does that tell me? What does that tell you? That they figured out that the assessments are really the best way to get people into the funnel. Now, this is not 100%, of course, and you could be following someone who doesn't know what they're doing. But chances are, if you're in a big enough market and you have established competitors, you're playing against people that have the resources to win and they've invested those resources effectively. And why waste your time trying to figure out ineffective patterns or things because you think you might hit a home run that nobody has thought about before. You can still do that because that option is still there after you have some initial success in the market. So the first thing to do is really to look at what your competition is doing and emulate what they're doing in your own way, with your own method of doing it. If they're doing a lot of email marketing, for example, well, do a lot of email marketing as well, because the competition has already had to make a lot of these changes in order to survive in the marketplace. Now, if you're trying to start from scratch and you're trying to start from square one, guess what? It'll take you a couple of years of competing until you realize that you could have started at square eight. And by the time you actually realize that, new competitors have come in. And if they've taken into account this distinction of becoming that square eight thinker, they're going to look at what you've done and they're just going to emulate the latest version of what you did. So they're not going to waste their time all these years trying to learn the market. They're just going to go to whatever you did because they know that's already working. And that's one of the beauties of the internet, that nothing that you do is really private because all that messaging has to go out to the right people. It has to go out consistently. You're probably going to put some ads out there. So all that can be researched.
And it baffles me to see how many people never really want to look at the competition. Now, I don't know if the reason that they don't look at the competition and they don't want to do that research is because of their fragile ego and that they may get scared of even trying to compete in a particular market. But I challenge you today. I challenge you to look at the market that you're participating in and that you're a part of. And I want you to look at your competitors and not only to look at them in terms of what they're doing, but also what they're not doing. I want you to look at what they're doing now as the product of a lot of tests that they've done, especially if it's an established competitor. They've already tried it. One of the big things that I do when I go into a market is look at the price points because that's one of the first things that everybody tests. And if you look at the price points of your competitors, and let's say that all of your competitors are selling at 49 bucks, it means they found a sweet spot there. If you come in and you try to sell at 99, hey, it may work. But why would you stray away from something that's proven to begin with? You can always test that later. But first, make sure that you're following the latest and greatest thinking of the competitors in that marketplace. Because they're already showing you the way. And if you're going in and you're trying to change the price point, you're trying to change the guarantees, you're trying to change the claims, you're trying to change the mechanisms, yeah, that creative part of yourself may feel there's a lot of power in that. But what you're going to inevitably realize is when you put that out to the marketplace, they don't resonate with that as well. I may be wrong. And again, there may be instances where you do hit it out of the park. I know in my life I've done that twice or three times that I hit it without even knowing. But more often than not, if I don't do that competitive research, I am flying blind. Another thing that's super important about the competitive research is that you're getting to know who the competition is. And if you can't find competition, that's a huge red flag for you. Because if no one else is making money in that and no one's trying to monetize that traffic in any way, and I'm not talking that it has to be, let's say you sell information products and maybe there's e-commerce brands that are selling to that audience. But that audience is spending money somehow. It is your job to figure out how they're spending money right now and who are they spending that money with because that's how you can tap into what they figured out about the market. And if you can't find anybody, then that's a red flag and I would suggest that you move on. If you only find one competitor, that's still not enough to say that that's a good market to step into because that competitor may have some sort of patent or advantage that other people can't get and then that market itself is not very useful to you unless those patents and those things open up. But usually when you find three or four competitors, that's a great market to tap into because these guys have fought each other and they've already one-upped each other and you can literally go and do research on their domains and figure out which one of them has the most traffic. You could go to a site like similarweb.com or something like that where you can go in and you can put all their domains and you can figure out which one has the most traffic, which means that that's probably going to be the dominant one in the marketplace. And then you look at what they're doing and you look at how that's happening. But this all takes time. It all takes effort. But the thing is, if you figure this out, that's where you're going to find those opportunities. When you notice that in a particular market, everyone is catering to one thing and they're overlooking something in particular. Or there's a sub-niche within that market that you can get into because it's being overlooked. 
you are looking to overserve underserved markets. And the only way to do that is to figure out the markets and how they're being served. And if you don't put that second part in there, all you have is a bunch of information about people, which is great and allows you to create great stuff. But if you don't know who you're going up against, you have no idea the kind of proof that is required to win, the kind of arguments that are required to win, what the market has heard already, the kind of promises they're used to, the kind of promises that they hear all the time and maybe are trite to them. So again, this is really about stepping in to a market but being smart about it. You don't need to start from square one. You can start from square eight and win the race. Till next time, this is Juan Morales signing out. I'll see you on the next one.